ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فَرَيْدًا تَفَاضُلُ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى وَذِكْرُ الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ The fact that the names of Allah have different levels and what is the greatest name of Allah. That is what we're going to discuss today. لقد مر معنا بيان أن أسماء الله الحسنى غير محصورة في عدد معين. We've already mentioned that the names of Allah are not restricted to any particular number. وأن قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لله تسعة وتسعين اسماء من أحصاها دخل الجنة لا يفيد حصر. أو لا يفيد حصر الأسماء الحسنى في هذا العدد وأن قصاراه الدلالة على فضيلة هذه الأسماء التسعة والتسعين وأنها اختصت بأن من أحصاها دخل الجنة This hadith that we mentioned about the 99 names of Allah it did not indicate that the names of Allah are restricted to 99. Rather, it was simply indicating the virtue of them and that whomsoever does learn and memorize and act upon 99 will enter paradise. وفي هذا دلالة على تفاضل الأسماء الحسنى خلافا لمن نفى ذلك. This also indicates therefore that the names of Allah have different levels. Even though some people, they denied that and rejected that, negated that, but the names of Allah do have different levels. Qala Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah Wa qawlu man qal Sifatullahi la tatafadl Wa nahu thalik Qawlun la dalila alayhi وكما أن أسماءه وصفاته متنوعة فهي أيضا متفاضلة كما دل على ذلك الكتاب والسنة والإجماع مع العقل شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية said The statement of those who say that the attributes of Allah do not have different levels and statements of that nature it is a statement that does not have any evidence upon it. The statement of those who say that the attributes of Allah do not have different levels, then their statement has no evidence upon it. And just like the names and attributes of Allah vary, then similarly they have different levels. Just as the Qur'an, the Sunnah, and the consensus with the intellect, everything has indicated that. 
ومما يدل على تفاضل الأسماء الحسنى ما ثبت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الأخبار الصحيحة أن لله اسما أعظم إذا سئل به أعطى وإذا دعي به أجاب ولا ريب أن هذه فضيلة عظيمة اختص بها هذا الاسم الذي وصف بأنه اسم الله الأعظم Something which proves that there are different levels in the names of Allah is the narration that is established from the Prophet ﷺ that Allah has a a greater name, the greatest name that if Allah is asked via that name then he gives and if Allah if you make dua to Allah with that name then he answers so no doubt the fact that the Prophet ﷺ is telling us of this great name of Allah that if you ask via that great name of Allah you are given and you make dua, you are answered, then this great name of Allah, it indicates it is greater than others. Therefore, there are different levels. So the Shaykh says, we'll mention some narrations that talk about the great name of Allah or the greatest name of Allah and then after that he says we'll mention some of the statements of the scholars regarding which one of the names of Allah is the greatest or the great name of Allah one narration rawa al-imam Ahmed fil musnad Al-Imam Ahmad reported this in the Musnad, the Musnad of Al-Imam Ahmad. وَأَهْلُ السُّنَنِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ The four books of the Sunnah, the Sunan. And they are who? Who are the Sunan? Abu Dawood. In order. What are the Sunan in order of the Wafayat? When they died. If I say, what are the four sunan, everybody knows the answer. So we have to make difficult now. You have to give us the four sunan in order of when they died. So which way are you going? The, uh, from the one who died first? So Abu Dawood and then... Tirmidhi. <laughs> to remember now. Nasai ibn Majah. Mm-mm. So Abu Dawood died. I have to remember, I need some help too. Abu Dawood died 275. Tirmidhi. Mm. Abu Dawood 275. And Nasai 
I think Ibn Majah 273, Abu Dawood 275, Irmadi 279, and Nasai 303. Nobody found it? That's right, but what are the dates? Two seventy three is the first one, Ibn Majah, I think. Three zero three and Nasai. Abu Dawood two seventy five. Ibn Majah two seventy three. Check though. Two seventy three and a Tirmidhi two seventy nine. Okay, so we have it. Ibn Majah 273, he was the first one to die. Then Abu Dawood 275. Then At Tirmadhi 279. And then An Nasai 303. So Nasai was the last one to die. Ibn Majah was the first one to die. That's the order in terms of their death. Ibn Majah 273, then Abu Dawood 275, then At Tirmadhi 279. Then an Nasai 303. What about the order in terms of their books? What do the scholars say about the best one from the fourth and the next and the next and the next? Many of the scholars they say Abu Dawood is the best. Some of them may be an Nasai. So an Nasai number two, and then a Tirmidhi, and then Ibn Majah. So anyway, here, this hadith, it is in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, and it is in the Sunan, and it is from Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu anhu, anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama sami'a rajulan yaqool, Allahumma inni as'aluka bi'anna laka alhamd, la ilaha illa anta wahdaka la sharika lak, المنان بديع السماوات والأرض ذو الجلال والإكرام فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لقد سألت الله, لقد سألت الله باسمه الأعظم الذي إذا دعي به أجاب وإذا سئل به أعطى وزاد أبو داود والنساء في آخره يا حي يا قيوم. In this narration, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam heard a man making du'a or saying, 
Allahumma inni as'aluka, O oh Allah, I ask you bi anna laka alhamd, you are the one of praise. There is no deity worthy of worship in truth except you without any partners. The one who created the heavens and the earth, the one of might and majesty. He was making this dua, mentioning all of this. So the Prophet said, Indeed, you have asked. Allah by his greatest name the one by which if you make dua it is answered and if you ask you are given you can see though the narration does not seem to be specific as to what exactly is the greatest name because there was a long dua with many things that the person was mentioning in this dua that's why later on we will come to see the scholars mentioning what they consider to be the greatest name. Reference of the narration. In uh, these numbers, they'll only match particular prints. You have to have the right print. But Sunan Abi Dawood, it is hadith number 1495. Sunan Abi Dawood 1495. Sunan At-Tirmadhi 3544 Ibn Majah 3858 Which one's left? An-Nasai An-Nasai volume 3 page 52 Al-Musnad volume 3 Page 265. But those references will only work on the correct prints. Then, وَرَوَى بْنُ مَاجَةِ وَالْحَاكِمِ وَغَيْرُهُمَا عَنْ أَبِي أُمَامَةِ رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اسم الله الأعظم الذي إذا دعي به أجاب في ثلاث سور من القرآن في البقرة وآل عمران وطاها In this hadith of Ibn Majah number 38 5-6 Authentic narration Al-Imam Al-Albani said it is Hassan That the Prophet said The greatest name of Allah Which if you make dua If Allah has dua made to him via this name Then he answers That name of Allah is in three surahs of the Quran in Al-Baqarah, in Al-Imran, and in Taha. Again, you can see though, the narration has not actually specified the exact name. Then after that, وَرَوَى الْإِمَامُ أَحْمَدُ وَأَبُوْ دَاوُودُ وَالْتِرْمِذِ عَنْ أَسْمَاءُ بِنْتْ يَزِيدُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال 
So in this narration now, Rawa al-Imam Ahmad, al-Imam Ahmad we didn't say when he died, al-Imam Ahmad when did he die? 241, 241 which means he died before all of the Ashab al So Al-Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood and Al-Tirmidhi from Asma bint Yazid radiyallahu anha anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal ismullahi al-a'zam fi hatayn al-ayatayn that the Prophet sallallahu said the greatest name of Allah is in these two ayahs. And then he quoted from Al-Baqarah 163. وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ وَفَاتِحَةْ آلِ عِمْرَانِ أَلِفْ لَامِّيمُ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الْحَيُّ الْقَيُّومُ One, Ali Imran, or two. He quoted these two ayat and said the greatest name of Allah is in them. So still, there are multiple names mentioned there. There are multiple names mentioned in both of those ayat. Still not down to one specific name. Then, Rawa Ashabu Sunan Wabn Hibban An Buraydah Radiyallahu Anhu Qal سمع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رجلا يقول The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم heard a man say اللهم إني أسألك بأني أشهد أنك أنت الله لا إله أنت الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لقد سأل الله باسمه الأعظم الذي إذا سئل به أعطى وإذا دعي به أجاب. In this narration, the Prophet hears a man saying, "O oh Allah, indeed I ask you, and I testify that indeed you are Allah, the one alone deserving of worship, the single, the as-samad, the one whom all of our needs are returned to." The one who was not begotten, nor did he beget, not born, nor does he give birth. And he has no partners. So this man mentioned all of those things. I bear testimony that you are Allah, the one alone, uh, no other deserving of worship. As-Samad, the one whom all of the needs are returned back to, the one who does not give birth, nor was birth given to, and has no partners. He mentioned all of that. And the Prophet said to him, Indeed, he has asked Allah by his greatest name. That which if he is asked by, he gives. And if dua is made to him by, he answers. فَهَذِهِ بَعْضُ الْأَحَادِيثِ أَثَّابِتَ فِي ذِكْرِ اسْمِ اللَّهِ الْأَعْظَمِ الَّذِي إِذَا دُعِيَ بِهِ أَجَابُ وَإِذَا سُئِلَ بِهِ أَعْطَى those are a few narrations there, all mentioning this concept of the greatest name of Allah. The one, if he is asked, he answers, and if dua is made to him via, he replies and answers to that dua. وَلِأَجْلِ ذَا فَقَدْ كَانَ لِهَذَا الْإِسْمِ وَمَعْرِفَتُهُ وَالْبَحْثَ عَنْهُ شَأْنٌ عَظِيمٌ عِنْدَ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ so now, 
that we know that the greatest name of Allah, if you call upon Him via it, then what you ask for is given. And when you make dua, it is answered. Then because of that great virtue of this greatest name, you can see why the scholars gave so much importance to discovering it and uh, working out what this name is. Scholars gave a lot of importance to working out and to researching into this. وَلَهُمْ فِي هَذَا أَبْحَاثٌ كَثِيرًا مُطَوَّلًا وَمَخْتَصِرًا And the scholars have many papers of research, books of research into this topic. Which one is the greatest name of Allah that these narrations are referring to? Some of these papers or some of these research books are long and some of them are short. قَالَ الْإِمَامُ الشَّوْكَانِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ فِي كِتَابِهِ تُحْفَةُ الذَّاكِرِينَ الإمام الشوكاني mentioned in his book تُحْفَةُ الذَّاكِرِينَ وَقَدْ اِخْتَلَفَ فِي تَعِيِّينِ الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ عَلَى نَحْوِ أَرْبَعِينَ قَوْلًا وَقَدْ اِخْتَلِفَ فِي تَعِيِّينِ الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ عَلَى نَحْوِ أَرْبَعِينَ قَوْلًا قَدْ أَفْرَدَهَا الصِّيُوطِ بِالتَّصْنِيفِ He said that the scholars have differed over what the greatest name is الإسم الأعظم upon 40 approximately 40 opinions approximately 40 opinions and he mentions that al-imam al-suyuti has written a book about those 40 opinions وَلَمْ يَذْكُرْ al-suyuti فِي كِتَابِهِ الَّذِي أَفْرَدَهُ فِي ذَلِكَ وَالَّذِي أَسْمَاهُ الدرر المنظم في الاسم الأعظم سوى عشرين قولا In fact he says that Imam al-Siyuti in that book actually only references or mentions 20 opinions وكثير منها ظاهر ضعفه لعدم قيام دليل صحيح صريح على صحته وثبوته Many of those opinions are actually clearly weak opinions those 20 odd or 40 odd opinions about what the greatest name of Allah is, many of them aren't really very strongly proven. Many of them who say that it's this name or that name don't really have much proof to verify that it's definitely this name or that name. So many of them are weak. وَبَعْضُ الْمُتَصَوِّفَةِ لَهُمْ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ أَبَاطِيلَ كَثِيرَ لَا يُلْتَفَتْ إِلَى شَيْءٍ مِنْهَا the Sufis have a lot of fabricated stories around this topic. The greatest name of Allah. They have all types of fabrications they've made up on this. On this issue of the greatest name of Allah and ask him on this name and you'll get. They've made lots of fabrications surrounding this topic. The Sufiya, since we are digressing on certain points today, why are the Sufiya called the Sufiya? He mentions the Mutasawwifa, the Sufiya, have many fabrications on this issue. The Sufiya, why are they called the Sufiya? That is one opinion of some scholars. The Sufis, in Arabic, Suf is wool. From their Zuhud, they used to wear this very plain, miskin, simple type of wool. 
They wouldn't wear any luxury. In those days, that wool would be smelly and it wouldn't be good. It's not how you think of luxury wool. It would be dirty and smelly and wool getting all the dirt on it. That's what they would wear from their zuhud. We're not going to wear anything better or nicer. So they became known as the people, the wearers of wool. That is one of the names or one of the origins, one of the opinions as to why they became known as the Sufiya. Because from their zuhud, they used to claim they used to wear this dirty old wool and that's what they all used to wear. That is one opinion, one opinion regarding why they are called the Sufiya. So anyway, the Shaykh says they have many fabrications on this topic. And they have many fabricated narrations that they narrate in regards to it. And they have all types of made up stories that they deceive the commoners with. They deceive the ignorant ones with. والواجب على كل مسلم أن يكون في دينه على حيطة وحذر من الوقوع في إفك هؤلاء وباطلهم Every Muslim needs to be upon caution, precaution, care not to fall into this fabrication and lies of all of their falsehood فكم غر هؤلاء من عوام المسلمين How many commoners have been deceived by them وكم خدعوا من جهالهم and how many ignorant ones have they been able to confuse and deceive and trick? And how much misguidance and evil and falsehood has spread because of them, because of the Sufiya. Inna, then he goes on to mention, he says the most popular opinion in specifying what the greatest name of Allah is and the most prioritized the highest in correctness and the closest in terms of the evidences is that the greatest name of Allah is which one? Ar-Rahman you pick two the greatest name of Allah the most accurate opinion closest to the evidences the most likely to be correct that the greatest name of Allah is Allah Allah the greatest name of Allah is Allah that is the most correct opinion that the greatest name of Allah is Allah you know what's one evidence that the scholars use from your logic, you can one evidence something you see from the mm-hmm. that's almost right. They say, like we said now, what is the greatest name of Allah by default? Asal, in your mind, you always say, what is the greatest name of Allah? 
Nobody says, what is the greatest name of Al-Ghafoor? What is the greatest name of Al-Aziz? Nobody mentions other names. In your mind, by default, it always comes Allah. When you make dua, Ya Allah, everything in your mind by default always comes Allah. You always say, for example, you say, Ar-Rahman is one of the names of but do you ever hear anybody say, Allah is one of the names of Ar-Rahman? Do you hear this? You don't hear anybody say, Allah is one of the names of Ar-Rahman. Allah is one of the names of Ar-Rahim. You don't hear that. But you hear, Ar-Rahim is one of the names of Allah. Uh, Ar-Rahman is one of the names of Allah. Showing you that everything goes back to Allah. So the most authentic correct opinion that many of the scholars took is that the al-ismul a'zam that greatest name of allah is allah qala al-imam abu abdillah ibn mandah fi kitabihi at-tawhid he has a book called kitab at-tawhid وَقَدْ اِخْتَارَ فِيهِ أَنَّ اسْمَ اللَّهِ الْأَعْظَمْ هُوَ اللَّهِ He also chose this opinion that the greatest name is Allah. And then he clarifies and explains the reasoning behind that. قَالْ فَاسْمُهُ اللَّهِ مَعْرِفَةُ ذَاتِهِ مَنَعَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ خَلْقَهُ أَنْ يَتَسَمَّى بِهِ أَحَدٌ مِنْ خَلْقِهِ أو يدعى باسمه إله من دونه جعله أول الإيمان وعمود الإسلام وكلمة الحق والإخلاص ومخالفة الأضداد والإشراك فيه يحتجز القائل من القتل وبه تفتتح الفرائض وتنعقد الإيمان ويستعاذ من الشيطان وباسمه يفتتح ويختم الأشياء he says the name Allah that explains to you the essence of Allah because all of the names of Allah return back to the name Allah and that is the basis of Iman because the first pillar of Iman is Iman in Allah it is the basic pillar of Islam because the first pillar of Islam is Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. So it is the basis of Iman, it is the basis of Islam, it is the word of truth and sincerity. It is that which opposes the shirk and it protects somebody from being killed. Meaning a person takes the shahada in the name of Allah. Then you don't kill them. They have taken that shahada there upon Islam. And with that name of Allah, you open up certain acts of worship. Like for example, the salah, you start with saying, Allahu Akbar. We did it before. You cannot start the prayer, Alhamdulillah. You cannot start the prayer, Subhanallah. You cannot start the prayer, La ilaha illallah has to start Allahu Akbar that is the way the prayer starts it does not start la salah otherwise with other names has to be Allahu Akbar then the prayer is valid also when you make isti'adha 
When you ask Allah for protection from the shaitan, أعوذ بي بالله I seek refuge in Allah. And also when you're going to do something, Bismillah. So uh, Ibn Manda, he mentions all of these different things, all of these different aspects of the religion, worship, etc. It's all linked to the name Allah. وَلِهَذَا الْإِسْمُ الْكَرِيمِ وَلِهَذَا الْإِسْمِ الْكَرِيمِ مِنَ الْخَصَائِسِ مَا لَيْسَ لِغَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْأَسْمَاءِ that's why this name Allah has specifics about it that other names do not have. Other names do not have the specifics that this name Allah has. وَمِنْ خَصَائِسِهِ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يُضِيفُ سَائِرَ الْأَسْمَاءِ إِلَيْهِ And this is one of the proofs. That Allah attaches and associates all of the other names back to the name Allah, because Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى And that Allah has the perfect and beautiful names. So all of those perfect and beautiful names are the names of Allah. That is what is mentioned. وَيُقَالَ الْعَزِيزُ وَالرَّحْمَانُ وَالْكَرِيمُ وَالْقُدُّوسُ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يُقَالَ اللَّهُ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ الرَّحْمَانِ بل إن هذا الاسم الكريم مستلزم لجميع معاني الأسماء الحسنى دال عليها بالإجمال. The name Allah it encompasses and comprises of all of the meanings of the other names generally. All of the other names return back to the name of Allah. والأسماء الحسنى تفصيل وتبيين لصفات الإلهية. And the names of Allah, all of those different names, they are each one of them clarifying the uluhiyah of Allah, the reasons behind why we worship Allah and we single out Allah with worship. He is Ar-Rahman, He is Al-Ghafur, He is Al-Aziz, He is all of these different things. They are all explaining to you why Allah is your Lord that you worship alone. So everything is returning back to explaining the uluhiyah of Allah. And that is from the name Allah, uluhiyah. فَلِهَذِهِ الْمَعَانِيَ الْعَظِيمَةِ وَغَيْرِهَا مِمَّا اخْتَصَّ بِهِ هَذَا الْإِسْمِ صَارَ غَيْرَ وَاحِدٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ الْاخْتِيَارِ أَنَّ الْإِسْمَ الْأَعْظَمْ هُوَ اللَّهِ وَمِمَّا يُقَوِّي هَذَا أَنَّ هَذَا الْإِسْمَ الْكَرِيمِ قَدْ وَرَدَ فِي جَمِيعِ الْأَحَادِيثِ أَلَّتِي فِيهَا إِشَارَةَ إِلَى الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ and also, something you may have noted, those narrations that we quoted before, those narrations that we quoted before, they had lots of different names in them. But all of them, you will have noticed, had some mention of Allah within them. They all had some mention of Allah within them. There are some other opinions though. That is the majority and the most of them, that Allah is the greatest name. But there are other opinions. من أهل العلم ومن أهل العلم من ذهب إلى أن الاسم الأعظم هو some of the scholars took the opinion that the greatest name of Allah is الحي القيوم الحي القيوم قال ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى في كتابه زاد المعاد فإن صفة الحياة متضمنة لجميع صفات الكمال 
mustalzima laha wa sifatul qayyumiyya mutadhammina li jami'i sifatil af'al wa lihada kana ismullahi al-a'zam alladhi idha du'iya bihi ajab wa idha su'ila bihi a'za huwa ism al-hayyul qayyum he says the attribute of life which comes from the name al-hayy then that is inclusive and comprises of all of the attributes of perfection because Allah's life is a life of absolute perfection so therefore al-hayy indicating the attribute of the perfection of life indicates therefore the perfection of all of the other attributes so they're in there then al-qayyumiyah what does that mean al-qayyum al-qayyum i don't know what the the exact word they use in english for it but al-qayyum is the one who sustains and provides the sustenance the one who is not in need of his creation al-qayyum he is not in need of his creation he provides for his creation he is self sufficient he provides sufficiency for his creation so he is the the se- protect sustains and protects all that exists it's a two two type of thing allah is completely self sufficient does not need the creation at all that's part of the meaning of al qayyum the second part Allah is the one who provides the sufficiency and the protection for his creation. Two parts to Al-Qayyum. Allah himself is completely self-sufficient, does not need a thing from creation. Al-Qayyum. And Allah provides the sufficiency and the protection for the creation. That indicates the perfection of all of Allah's actions. All of Allah's actions, all of the af'al So all of that is included within the fact that Allah is the one who is self-sufficient, not in need of the creation, providing everything for the creation. He is the one who provides all of what they have and all of their sustenance. And that is why Ibn Qayyim said that those two, Al-Hayyu, Al-Qayyum, when they come together, really cover everything. And so that would be considered Al-Ism Al-A'zam. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ هَذَا الْإِسْمِ فِي أَكْثَرِ الْأَحَدِيثِ الَّتِي فِيهَا إِشَارَةً إِلَى الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ Those narrations we mentioned before, they all had a mention of the name Allah. But when you look at the narrations all together, the ones that talk about the greatest name of Allah, the majority of them, if you count it all up, actually have as the most mentioned name, Al-Hayyul Qayyum, as the most mentioned overall. As the most mentioned overall. Whereas previously what we were saying was, the other narrations all generally indicate, they indicate, all of them indicate the meaning of Allah. They all indicate the meaning of Allah. But many of the narrations as well, most of the narrations they have the indication of al-hayyu al-qayyum also fahadha al-qawl in fact what you should say then the name allah is indicated in every narration that talks about the greatest name of allah al-hayyu al-qayyum 
in the majority or most of them. It is not more than the name Allah. It is in most of the narrations. So overall, it is Allah. Overall, it is Allah that is mentioned in all of them or indicated in all of them. Al-Hayyul Qayyum in most of them. That is correct. In most of them. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ هَذَا الْإِسْمِ فِي أَكْثَرِ الْأَحَدِيثِ أَلَّتِي فِيهَا إِشَارَةَ إِلَى الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ فَهَذَا الْقَوْلُ وَالَّذِي قَبْلَهُ هُمَا أَقْوَى مَا قِيلُ فِي الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ These two opinions are the two strongest opinions of the scholars about what the greatest name of Allah is. Allah, Al-Hayyu, Al-Qayyum. They are the strongest opinions. وَعَلَى كُلِّ حَالٍ فَهَذِهِ مَسْأَلَةْ this is all an issue of ijtihad because is there any narration that says the name the greatest name of Allah is and then the answer there isn't not specifically like that so therefore all of this is analysis and research and ijtihad coming to these opinions because there is no clear-cut evidence telling you the greatest name of Allah is and then telling you what it is the narrations aren't like that there are multiple names and there are different things mentioned. فَهَذِي مَسْأَلَةْ إِشْتِهَادِ لِعَدَمْ وُرُودِ دَلِيلٍ قَطْعِي الدَّلَالَةِ عَلَى التَّعِينِ يَجِبُ أَنْ يُصَارَ إِلَيْهِ إِلَّا أَنَّ مَنْ دَعَى اللَّهَ بِالْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمُتَقَدِّمَةِ فَقَالَ فِي دُعَائِهِ اللهم إني أسألك بأن لك الحمد لا إله إلا أنت وحدك لا شريك لك المنان بديع السماوات والأرض ذو الجلال والإكرام أو قال اللهم إني أسألك بأني أشهد أنك أنت الله لا إله إلا أنت الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد فقد دعا الله باسمه الأعظم لإخبار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عمن دعا الله بذلك بأنه دعاه باسم الأعظم الذي إذا سئل به أعطى وإذا دعي به أجاب you remember those narrations about the Prophet ﷺ hearing those men making those du'as and the Prophet said that they have called upon Allah with the greatest name. So if you make your du'a with that wording, then definitely you have called upon Allah with the greatest name. That is guaranteed because the Prophet ﷺ has said within those du'as, that wording is the greatest name of Allah. So if you make the du'a like that, then yes, you have called upon Allah with the greatest name. That which if he is called upon via, he uh, replies to and answers to and replies to the dua of the one calling upon him with those names. So that is regarding the greatest name of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any questions up to there so far before we move on to the next chapter? The meaning of Allah. What is the meaning of Allah? Yes, there is. What is the meaning of Allah? God God is not one of the names of Allah You know we did the principle before Every name of Allah has what? Has a sifa All of the asma they have sifat What is this sifa from Allah? Rahman, Rahma. Al Ghafur, forgiveness. What about Allah? What is the attribute? 
In one word you can say what is the sifa. Allah, yani al-ilah, but the sifa, al-ma'luh, yani Allah, al-ilah, al-uluhiyah. You say al-uluhiyah. Allah indicates al-uluhiyah. Al-Rabb indicates al-rububiyah. Allah, al-uluhiyah. So the name Allah, it basically means, in a definition, it basically means the shahada. La ilaha illallah. That's the meaning of Allah. La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. Al-uluhiyah. That there is no one deserving of worship in truth except Allah. That all of our worship will be to Allah alone. That's the meaning of Allah. Al-Ma'luh. The one who is worshipped. The one who is worshipped. So Allah is the one who is worshipped alone in truth. That is the meaning of Allah. It's not. You don't say that Allah is God. That isn't the correct meaning. And I remember Sheikh Abdul Razak. The Mu'allif, in the class when he was teaching us, he said, you know, they say, يَقُولُونَ بِلُغَ الْإِنْجْلِيزِيَّةِ God. You know, the, uh, in the American accent. The Americans, they say God. We say God. God. They say God. So the one who told him was American. So he said, uh, they say in the, uh, in the English, they say Allah, they say God. Then we knew what he was talking about. Then he said, this is not right. You can't say God is Allah. That's just a translation, just something for them to understand. But it's not one of the names of Allah. It's not something you describe Allah with. It's not something you say that this is Allah, God. God is just something to make them understand. No, that's what we said, to make them understand. Oh, true. Use other words like Lord. Lord is okay, those types of words. The Creator, the Lord, all of these things they understand them. The Creator, the Lord. Correct. Creator and Lord actually translates perfectly anyway. That's close to the translations of the others. The Creator, the Lord as a translation. But God isn't a translation, it's a name they have. That's a name. Whereas the creator is a translation. Al-Khaliq, the creator, a translation. Uh, the Lord, like Al-Rab, it's a translation. But God isn't a translation, it's a name they have. That's the name that they believe is the name of Allah. So it's better to say the Lord and to say the creator, etc. How so, in what context, how do you want to use it? Okay, yeah, yeah, but then you're not referring to, you're not referring to what they would consider the God. If it's just, that's again in the translations of the meanings of things. Aliha would translate to gods. Ilah translates to God. But if you're talking about the Lord, then you wouldn't say God as in the capital G, referring to it as a name. Hmm. Yeah, there's some questions too. One says here, it's a bit different to the topic, but if you normally pray witr salah before going to bed, can you still get up before fajr and pray tahajjud? 
What's the fatwa? What's the time? The dawn, what's the dawn? Sunrise? Sunrise? Fajr time. Before Fajr time enters. So if somebody normally prays witr before going to bed, can they still get up to pray? In the Sunnah it mentions, if you plan and you decide in your head that tonight, inshallah, I'm going to get up later on to pray. Then in that case, you should leave your witr after Isha until later on anyway. If you decide in your mind, tonight I'm going to put the alarm, everything, and I'm going to try and get up. Then in that case, if you're confident you can get up, if you know you've, you've been trying for the last week and you've never got up on a single day, then you pray your witr before going to sleep. But every other day, or once a week, or whatever it is, you put your alarm in and you get up and you get up, and you pray, then on that day when you decide you shouldn't pray with her after Isha anyway. Then you should leave it until you, when you get up and you pray, then at the end of it, pray with her. So if you decide you're going to get up that day and you are reasonably confident you can, then you don't pray with her after Isha. Just pray your Isha and the Rawatib and leave the witr until after the, the night prayer and pray with her at the end there. That's the way it should be done. And then you ended up getting up anyway. Then you can still pray tahajjud. You can still pray tahajjud. And then what do you do about witr? What's the options? So you would pray an odd numbered prayer to end up therefore with an even number. Then you can pray with her again, possibly. Or you leave it off because you've done it. Hmm. Anything else? Is it allowed for a male to give hugs to mother-in-law sister-in-law when you did not see them for a long time mother-in-law are you mahram to your mother-in-law what about sister-in-law absolutely not sister-in-law absolutely not mother-in-law again I mean uh, I don't think it's the customs of the people to give full hugs your mother-in-law anyway but mother-in-law the affair is less but sister-in-law absolutely not absolutely not you shouldn't even be relaxing with the sister-in-laws you shouldn't be relaxing and, and partying and doing whatever with the sister-in-laws sister-in-law is not mahram to you somebody uh, maybe has this type of thing happening huh Anything else before we round off today, then we'll start this chapter. The next chapter is actually very important. The next chapter is about the meanings of, subhanallah, the exact breakdown of its meanings, how many times it comes in the Quran, where it comes, lots of different things about subhanallah. 
Then the same about Alhamdulillah, where it comes in the Quran, how many times, which surahs, what does it mean exactly? Then also Allahu Akbar and La ilaha illallah. A chapter on each one of those. So we'll do like a, a, a lesson, one lecture on each one. A lecture on Subhanallah, a lecture on Alhamdulillah, a lecture on Allahu Akbar, and a lecture on La ilaha illallah. Next week, there's only three Saturdays left now before Ramadan. Three Saturdays left before Ramadan. The last two Saturdays before Ramadan, they're going to be off anyway. Because uh, 5th of May, 5th Saturday, 5th of May, in two weeks' time, is the conference in Liverpool. Saturday, 12th of May, Bradford have set up their conference, which means Saturday, 5th of May, Saturday, 12th of May, there is no class. And then Saturday, uh, and then uh, Wednesday or, or Thursday, 16th, 17th May, Ramadan begins. So the last two Saturdays leading up to Ramadan, there's no classes anyway. Your Sunday ones, inshallah, they'll still be on. But the Saturday one won't. So that means we've only got one Saturday left before Ramadan. Shafiq, they were suggesting we use that next Saturday to do an overall Ramadan topic lecture. We'll put this aside now until afterwards. And to do an overall Ramadan lecture, it's the last opportunity before Ramadan comes for us anyway on Saturday. Use that as a general Ramadan lecture, its virtues and what you need to do and preparation, etc. So next week we could do that. Because by next week, there will only be two weeks left now for Ramadan. So next week we'll do that, inshallah, a general open lecture on Ramadan, preparation for Ramadan. And then uh, the weeks after that, like we said, they're going to be off anyway. Uh, in Ramadan, we'll still have a couple of Saturdays which we can use for Ramadan topics. So then after Ramadan, we'll come back to this, insha'Allah ta'ala. So that's the plan from next week.